Big Val, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you? I'm um, loving life, bro. Loving life. Right. You know, just here in lockdown, man. Hey, lockdown is, you know, it, it's nice, but it's also like, just get me out. Just yeah. get me out of it. Finish yeah. it off, right? Finish it off. I know. Doesn't help that we have four extra weeks, right? <laughs> right. It's doing me in. Well, welcome to Talk To Me, bro. Ladies and gents, welcome to Talk To Me, the show where I get my friends to talk to me. Today is a fresh face, someone that a lot of you don't know yet, but you better get to know. His name's Bao. What's Bao? up? How are we doing, brother? I am bloody fantastic. I am bloody fantastic. Having a great day. Hope you're well too. Yeah, man. Doing well, bro. Thank you so much for deciding to do this with me, man. Jumping on Talk To Me. That's all right. Um, I've always wanted to. I think we planned this probably before lockdown, didn't we? And we wanted to do it like face-to-face. You are- but hey, this is it. This is fine. It works well. If we have to do it like this, we have to do it like this. What are you going to do? 100%. Mate, you were, one of, you were actually the last person I spoke to before I pulled the trigger on this thing. Do you realize that? I remember that conversation at the cafe, eh? Yeah, bro. We were, yeah, yeah, yeah. we were talking for like two hours or so. Oh, that was good. We finally chat. decided, let's do this thing. Yeah, that was a really good chat, eh? Well, we hadn't seen each other in like, what, a year and a half? A year and a half. Maybe two years? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, geez, there was a lot to catch up on. <laughs> yeah, bro. Well, I met you at UFC, Jim. You were one of my PTs for all the ladies and gents at home that um, want to know how I met Bao. Bro, okay. what brought you there? How did you uh, run into me and Goose? Oh, oh, Goose. Oh, man, that guy. Um, no, that was a long time ago. Um, I think that would have been about three years ago, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 2019. Roughly, eh? 2019, almost 18. Um, so I was a trainer at Bankstown for about uh, just over a year, I think. Um, it's been a long time, but yeah, I was at UFC Bankstown. It was, it's honestly, it is a really good gym. Yeah. Um, I love the people. I miss the people so much. You guys were like, I don't know. I came into work knowing that you guys were going to be there. I'm like, yeah, it's a good day. We're going to annoy you for that morning for sure. Hundred percent. I know, I knew you guys wouldn't be doing like the burpee, so I would have to do it for you. So that's fine. It worked. <laughs> we oh, make sure uh, you, do it, you did as much as we did, bro. Oh, I mean, right. It makes it even. That's 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 why I was a trainer, right? Because I wanted to be fit as well, as fit you as honest. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I wouldn't do the Everest. You have to do that by yourself. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that that has to be fair, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I was there for a little bit, um, and then um, decided to move on, and then like we ended up parting ways for a little bit, and then we reconnected. Yeah, bro. Well, I always tell the story whenever I tell people about you. When when Goose and I joined the gym, we both had a favorite coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, when Goose's coach left the gym, you oh. stuck around. I was oh. like, yes, my coach won the battle. And then you ended hey. up being Goose's favorite coach too. I am, without sounding like a uh, sounding too pretentious, I am I'm everyone's favorite coach. So, yeah, so <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> I only think that's because of the uh, the Marvel and anime talks you had with us afterwards. Though. You, you, if you don't like Marvel, who are you? That's why. Like, cool. It and like okay, anime like it's not for everyone. I get that. It's just for Goose. And I get it. <laughs> um, but Marvel, come on. Hey mate, they they make some good stuff. Oh, they make some cracker stuff. Like Loki, do you watch Loki? I did. Wasn't a big fan of it, eh? Really? What? I thought it was, like, I thought what they set up was good, but the show yeah. was just sort of, like... Man. A bit lackluster? 
Yeah, yeah. Compared to One uh, Division and um, Falcon Winter Soldier. Oh, Falcon Winter Soldier was just like I. It was that six-hour Marvel movie that I've always wanted. Yeah, for sure, hundred <laughs> percent. So, what got you into Bankstown? Like, I want to go back to where this all started. You're a PT. Oh, uh, yep. PTing for years. How did yeah. you get into it? Geez, that that's a that, that's a loaded question and a half. Um, so where do I start? I grew up in Canada, um, in that's in Bankstown. So Bankstown boy for life, born and bred. Um, up the doggies, I guess, right? Um, sure. If I don't say it, I get crucified. Um, <laughs> You're an honorary doggies fan in my books, bro. Right, uh, fan since uh, 04. So the only premiership they've won in like the last 20 years. That's okay. <laughs> okay that's fine. It, it still counts. Um, but yeah, I grew up there, um, went to high school in Pinky Point. If anyone knows where that is, that's like a random area, but grew up there. Um, but yeah, so I actually never actually wanted to become a PT ever. It never crossed my mind, um, which sounds weird because like, I wish I started sooner. And it's just one of those things that sort of just happened. Um, you know, going all the way back to 2012 when I graduated HSE, and I'm, I'm going off a long way back, but this is a, such a good story. I'm not just saying that. <laughs> um, yeah, here we go. So, uh, 2012. So, it's my HSE, and, you know, everyone in year 12 was like, I want to go to uni. I want to go to do a degree and be super successful and make heaps of money, right? And that's how, like, that's, that's the system. Like, when you, get edu- when you get educated in year 12, you're like, Everyone's telling you to go to uni, go to uni, go to uni. Don't do anything else, but go to uni. I'm like, okay, that's what I got to do. One thing they didn't tell us that you had to do really well in HSC. Um, I flopped. Yeah, yeah, right. So um, I I flopped. I I crashed and burned. Um, Did horribly, and uh, it 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 stung a little bit. And I realized that you know what, I can't get to uni. Still wanted to become an engineer though, because that was my main goal. Uh, ended up going to TAFE for three years and became uh, got certified in um, structural engineering. So I did an advanced diploma in structural engineering, and I was all set to go to uni, like that dream apparently that I wanted to have. Um, and then from there, um, I actually started working. I did a trial run in an engineering firm. Um, Found very quickly that I absolutely hated it. Why? I hated engineering. Um, I realized that I'm a very hands-on practical type of person. Okay. And engineering and for that field of engineering was a very sit down, look at your laptop, look at your computer for six to eight hours and then go home. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel as though I was helping anyone or I didn't feel accomplished. In that sense, there wasn't a, like a, a sense of like, yeah, I did that. Or like, a, um, I'm proud of what I'm doing. And I think the idea of being an engineer, I think that's what kind of confused me. It's like, oh, I want to be an engineer, but I don't realize what it actually entails. Uh-huh. And so then when I actually did realize, I'm like, oh, let's, let's take a step back and not do this. <laughs> What led you down that engineering path, though? What planted that seed in your head? Oh, so in high school, I chose all the all the topics that helped me with engineering. So I did engineering studies. I did like physics. 
Um, I did like all the maths and stuff. And I've always been obsessed with how things work and why they work the way they do. And I thought engineering was the path for me because it, it basically was a methodical way of thinking. And that's how I like to think. And so that's why I thought, oh, my personality plus this career equals like dream job and awesome paycheck. Yeah. Um, quickly realized that actually not how I think anymore. I'm still obsessed with why things work and how they work, but more obsessed with how they make you feel and like why they make you feel like that as well. Um, so that's probably why I'm a trainer as well. Like, I don't know, potatoes, potatoes. Um, but yeah, and then after my engineering flopped and failed, <laughs> um, I went down the tradie path. I became a bathroom and kitchen renovator. Um, okay. Yeah, like it went from, it went did a complete, I'm just laughing because you're a completely different guy now to what I can picture you doing back then, man. Oh, bro, it was, it was funnels all day, every day, steel cap boots, hammer in the back pocket, safety goggles on, looking pretty cool, uh, looking like a lumberjack, but you know. I love it. Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, it was good for like the first like few years. I think I did that for about three years. Um, but again, I had that like sort of epiphany where I was like, this is not for me. This is not who I am. This is not where I want to be in five, six years. Mm -hmm. And it's those like realizations that kind of like put life in perspective for you. Yeah. Like, where do you really want to be 10 years from now? Are you going to be proud of yourself knowing that you went down this path 10 years from now? And that's something I had to like jump and juggle. And how old were you when that sort of came? Oh, um, I'm 27 now. So I know I don't look a day over 16. Um, but no, um, I'm 27 now. So that's four, five, two, I was about 23. Okay. 23, almost 24, I think. And, you know, at that time I saw people from high school, A, they've done their like, degree in, at uni or B, they've started their own business or C, they're accomplished tradies or even D, like they have a family and they have like a property. You know? It's like, yeah, so it was sort of like fun. that turning point for you, eh? Yeah, I'm like, I, I, I'm here where at home. everyone else was at and just wondering, wow, I don't have it. 100% and together. it's like, yeah, it's like these people have everything together and then all I'm doing is making money and like kind of like trying to be fulfilled, but I'm not. And it was like that, like that sticking point. I'm like, oh, I gotta do something about this because I've got nothing to my name. And I was like, you just don't feel accomplished. And I know I'm only, I was only 23 at the time, but I felt like the world was moving on without me, and I had to try and like keep up. Um, but yeah, then I realized that I wanted to go down a different path, and that's when I turned to the Australian Defence Force. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was 100%. Um, these, everything was weird. Just, everything's just so different. Uh, listen, uh, I went down that path at one point too, but I, I wanted to do reserves. Oh, yes, I, jo yeah. I joined up at 16, started the process, and then I got in at... Ooh, I had a lot of complications I had to deal with medically and all that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got into Kapuka like, to go the training no way. Literally, like, two weeks before the car accident. Oh, and that joking. Just, it just stopped everything. 
So oh. around when I met you, actually. So that's when I got accepted. Well, that, well uh, you know, everything happens for a reason type of thing. What? And that's what I've come to learn. Um, it's weird because... So when I applied for the Australian Defence Force, I was going for a position um, in the engineering field. Okay. So that kind of like, with my background of engineering and my newfound, my newfound like glory and respect for engineering, but like the stars sort of aligned and the universe was telling me, mate, this is it. This okay. is what you were destined to be. Yeah. Like you're 23, 24. And if you get this, you're set up for the rest of your life. It's a government paying job. It's like everything you've ever wanted. And it's you're it's a, exactly, it's full, on. it's full on. Yeah. It's, it's really full on. But at the same time, I thought about like that idea when I was 16, 17, 18 can become reality because I'll be an engineer, I'll have a really awesome job and I'll be really happy, right? Or happy. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm helping people. So in that sense, it's like ticking all the boxes. Um, So it really resonated with me. I was like, this is it. This is, this is everything. Now I applied for the, for the position and I failed three times. (laughs) (laughs) It's strange because they were all for different things. Okay. But the very last time I failed and I, you know what? I'm, I'm proud that I failed because it means I didn't give up. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, although many people argue that you should just like, quit after the first one. <laughs> uh, I disagree with that. I failed twice, both. Um, what? No, I failed once. It was medically, but it was a massive fail. They're like, no chance unless you get this thing sorted out. Yeah, right, right. Wow. Yeah. For me, it was, I think the first one, I was just like overconfident. Uh-huh. And then I kind of like, what's the word? I just went blank in the interview process. Because there was an interview process that you had to like uh, answer a few questions on. Mine just went blank and I couldn't answer anything. How um, was that interview, by the way? I know. Everyone's so like serious and it's like, well, what's your name? And you're like, oh, oh I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the, um, my interview, I had the psychiatrist interview, like that lady that comes in and is just sort of like questioning your motives. Oh, and it, yeah, it ticks all the, yeah. all the boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she said to me, um, uh, I see you've got a bunch of speeding fines here. Oh, damn. I go, yeah, you know, I was a dumb, I was dumb, I just stupid, stupid mistakes I've learned from them or whatever. And then she went on to talk to me about how a bad citizen I was and how, yeah, yeah, like she, she was trying to get me to crack and sort of like yell at her because no she way. just, she went on, bro. Like she was like, you're a disgrace. How could you, how can you not adhere to the road rules and expect to adhere to the rules in the army and this So and it's like reverse psychology? Sort of, but it just, <laughs> I just sat there just biting my tongue like, uh, like it oh, was I want to talk you <laughs> It was full on, man. Oh yeah, that that actually that freaked me out a lot. But what freaked me out most was the waiting. You're in the, the bloody the room waiting with everyone else, and they're all going in one at a time. Three four hours. And yeah, and that, that one of them they come out one at a time, and you, they're either like completely destroyed or they're over the moon, right? And the amount of times I saw like the, the guys and girls, yeah, I'm like I'm like oh god, you look like you just got run over by a truck, how am I going to go? Oh, no. <laughs> um, so it just freaked me out. So, random question for you with it. How yeah. did you dress going to that ha- interview? Oh, um, I had to suit up. You had to okay. suit up, right? All right. You I suited to. up too. 
mate, yeah. I had about six guys in my interview process that were in like shorts and a t-shirt. Yes, no. Maybe we're the same dude. Maybe that was the same guy. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, what is going on? Like, am I overdressed? He had he had he had thongs on, board shorts and a singlet and a and a, like a like a trucky hat. Exactly. Um, like, Maybe it was the same guy. The same guy. Bro, we've been there the same day. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been he's he's been trying all these years. I reckon he's still there. <laughs> Hold on, bro. I was a trip out. Oh, then you know what? They even tell you in the emails that you should dress dress up, right? Correct. And they tell you like you should dress to impress, essentially, because it's an actual interview. Yeah. Um, but I, I think these guys thought, oh, it's just training, so I'll just dress like. I'm going because I'm going. To, I'm going to beach Arthur, so I'm also just dressed it like this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, back onto the Air Force. Um, failed three times, which was fantastic. Great for the ego. Great for the mindset. You know, um, you know, always going back home to mum and dad, like mum and dad didn't pass. I'm going to try again. <laughs> um, the last time was actually because of my fitness. Okay. Um, which is really strange because I passed the first two times and the fitness was fine. But it's the last time that was like, they were like, no, nah, so I was just a bit under. Like, it was the beat test. And oh, if anyone's done the beat test, it's horrid. I love the beat it's, test, bro. What, what's wrong with you? I'm a trainer. I love and hearing that, that is, that, hearing that offends me. I actually, <laughs> I actually want to do it again to see what score I could get now. Oh, I, I, I would not wish that on my worst enemy. When I was in school, the highest I got was 12.1. Oh, wow. That's a pretty good effort. Only because I'm mentally, like, fried, and I don't like seeing other people get ahead of me. Well, you're really competitive in that, yeah, then. Yeah, fully. Yeah, yeah. See, for me, I'm like, you know what? I, I'll just hit bare minimum and see how I go. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as I was doing, I think bare minimum was, like, maybe 7. I can't remember. Uh, it's 7.5, yeah. Yeah. And then as I was going for the minimum, I was like, oh, I hit 7, so I just stopped. I'm like, oh, you're kidding yeah, I'm like, oh, I've got seven in my head. That's all I need to go. But it's actually like seven and a half or something. Damn. And then I'm like walking up. I'm like, I'm kind of like, kind of gasped, kind of puffed, but not really. I'm like, we'll go for a bit more. But it's too late because the moment you walk off, that's it. Yeah, they can't. They're, and they're very strict. Yeah. Push-ups are fine. Sit-ups are fine. Everything else is amazing. And then it's just that, that bloody beat test. If they took, blank. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if like, you, like if they took that out of the test, I would be there right now. <laughs> I would be in the Air Force. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the fitness was my only issue with the third trial, right? Um, so I started training again and training even harder like every day, once a day. And slowly but surely, my mate started training with me at the park. Mm-hmm. And we just started having this group session going on. We can't have that at the moment for lockdown. But back in the day, uh, <laughs> yeah, we had um, group sessions and we just... Uh, working our cardio and our fitness and my best friend um suggested why don't i just get qualified as a personal trainer if i like it so much i'm like oh but i want to go to the air force what would i do that for and he's like oh just just have it in your back pocket i'm like oh that sounds like a good idea now the process now you you, you probably agree with me the process for the defense force takes about six months yeah roughly so you have all like all the tests and they have to deliberate and then they give you your offer at the end of the yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And after you get uh, that offer, it's another like six months. So you're blocking out a good part of your life. Exactly. Waiting on a yes or no. Yes. And it, it's insane because it was really messing with me like mentally. Mm-hmm. And 
like my mental health was like all over the shop. I'm like, is it yes? Is it no? I'm working so hard for this like acceptance, but it's like, what do I do if I don't get it? Type of thing. So it really, it really messes with you. So then my, my best friend was like, yeah, just get beyond personal trainer and then see what happens. At least that's your backup. So the personal training course also went for six months. Mm -hmm. So as I went for my application for the air force, it started at the same time as I went for my, my fitness um, degree. So it was both six months. It was amazing. So by the time I finished my, my certificate in fitness, I would, I would hopefully be in the air force. It's right. two birds, one stone. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I can't go wrong. Um, so my priority was always Air Force and then fitness, right? Yep. Um, and then as I started to learn more about the health industry and the fitness industry, I fell in love with the fact that I could interact with these people and change their lives for the better. It was, it was hands-on, which is what I like. Very practical, amazing. Um, it made me problem solve on the spot, which is awesome. Use my brain. Um, and it felt really rewarding at the same time. Yeah. Um, it never felt like a career. It just felt like a passion I could project on other people. Mm -hmm. And that's something in my six years out of high school that I've never felt. And so I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of weird. Um, so we're just going through the motions, applied for everything. I passed the fitness test. Um, for the Air Force, mm -hmm. I was just waiting on the acceptance letter, on the uh, offer. Um, so the thing is, I know I remember this date very, very vivid, very, very vividly because it was it sticks with you. If I, I if I get a tattoo of this date on me, you know why, all right? <laughs> if that's how important it is to me, and it it oh, it will never be erased in my memory. September thirteenth, twenty eighteen. All right. If you want to get a tattooed on you, bro, uh, you, you do it. Yeah. Uh, definitely it's not, fine. mate. Definitely yeah. not. That's not Just across name. the chest, across <laughs> the chest, or like on the forearm, like all those, all those bank symbols. You, you could not get more cliche with a tattoo right there, mate. Right 100%. Like Just chest, yeah. Um, but make sure it's not, make sure it's backwards so in the mirror you can see it. <laughs> yeah, cool. Make yeah. sure it's spelt right, uh, too. Uh, can't go wrong with numbers, right? Yeah, it will look pretty cool, I reckon. Um, yeah, just, just not too high. All right, because that, that looks weird. Just, just right there. Yeah. Um, I'll make it really small so you can't have to look really in, into my chest. Um, yeah, so September, September um, 2018. And it was the day of my graduation for fitness. So my, my certificate, so four, three and four. Fate, fate has a really cruel sense of humor sometimes. Okay. It rarely ever works the way you want it to work. I don't know if it's fate or destiny or the universe or something. Something. You know me, bro, and I love the fact that you and I can talk about this so openly. I think it's God. I believe it's God. Oh, so I know it, it's God. It's something out there that's like just wants to play a practical joke for me to see how I react. Mm. Um, on the way to my graduation, I get a phone call from the Defence Force. I'm like, oh, sweet, awesome. And I haven't thought about the Defence Force for months because they took months to process me. So I'm like, I'm so knee deep in my fitness career that I'm like just focused on fitness. And this is the weird thing. This was Air Force and this was fitness when I first started. Now it's fitness and Air Force at the same, wow. same level. Okay. And I, I just, I couldn't believe it at that stage. 
So they call me up. I'm like, oh, how's it going? Um, they're like, oh, just wanted to congratulate you. Um, we're about to send you your letter of offer to come train at Wagga Wagga um, starting next month. I'm like, what? And like, after all of this time, I finally got it. I finally got accepted into this, this career that's been in the works for like the last two or three years, two years. Mm. This career that felt so right and just so, yeah, just so right in the moment for me versus this new career that gave me so much, that's giving me so much joy. And then she goes, she always goes on to say, we just need to make sure that you, you still want this. Can you just confirm with us? So there and then I had to decide, right? Again, fate is stupid. I hate it. I had to decide on that spot in that phone call, on the way to my graduation to become a personal trainer, if I wanted to chase this career in the Air Force, become an engineer, or stick with my personal training. That's hard, bro. Yeah, how do you choose? How do you choose between a, a, a career path that you chose like when you when you thought it was going to be a life, engineering is going to be a life, and then this newfound glory for something else. How do you choose between your passion and your future? Well, then let me ask you, how do you? And also, that's... Also that, so your mind process through that time period has got to be freaking out because you've got yeah. literally 10 seconds to make a life-altering decision. Yeah. What goes through your head to make the decision you made? Honestly... I thought about all the lives I affected in my PT career at that point. Mm -hmm. Everyone who I talked to and everyone who I could help and I had helped at that time. And it was a no-brainer. I told her straight away, I, without even thinking about it, I was like, I'm so sorry. Wow. I can't continue. Um, something's come up and I want to pursue this instead. And she's like, no worries, that's okay. Thank you for your time. And she's was very like, you know, positive about it as you are with rejection. Um, and then, yeah, and then hung up the phone, walked into my my class and graduated as a PT and I haven't looked back. Far out, and that's four years now? Yeah, this is my third year of PT, I think, or fourth year, almost almost four. Uh-huh. Wow. That's a um that's full on, bro. It really yeah. is. Um trying to make a call like that um again i just want to go back to that thought process and that mindset because whenever i make a decision um i've told you this before whenever i make a decision i pray and ask god what, what am i doing and before i get to that point where i have to make the decision i'm i'm praying for months prior um i guess that's that's what it is being a christian is that we have that we we put our trust in god and, oh, and know that he's the one that's leading our direction how do you yeah. How do you find that direction for yourself and how what goes through your mind to get to a decision like that i just again i, I remember thinking in that in that moment that brief you know when you, you've had this experience but you kind of like you, you see your life flash before you yeah. and you, you see what what you what you've done who you are and where you want to be all kind of happen within the span of like two seconds and I had that, I had that moment. I was on the train and I was on really? the phone and it was like, it, I, I never thought about being a trainer, but the thought of being a trainer at that point in two hours from then that phone call, it felt right. And I don't think 
there was ever a point after high school that I could say that that decision felt right. You just or, had yeah, and I, I just, after high, well, I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but most people after high school had no direction. No, not at all. And I, it's, it, I always say yeah. it's about 5%. It's that 5% that want to be a teacher, lawyer, doctor. 100%. Those guys. 100%. And it's the vast majority of us that, that 95% who are like, uh, I just want a job to make money and I just want a house type of thing. And I want a family and all, and all that stuff. But it, then it's us also at that point, it's once you make these choices, you're kind of locked in for life. And it's if you start a family young or have a property when you're young or have this job when you're young, you have to sort of accept that that's going to be the next 10 years yeah, or the, the next 15 years. Yeah, um, not to say that you can't have a passion or you can't have a side hustle. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's probably harder for you to create that saying side that hustle. Once you do make a decision like that, there's so many other factors and responsibilities that you have exactly. to consider. 100%. Yeah. And, and then you could be disappointed with where you are mm. or you could be um, always, what's the word? Always looking for the, the like, the greener what grass. If, yeah, you're always thinking, what if? What if I did that? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, you would live your life in regret knowing that you could have had more, um, but not accepting that what you have is amazing. Mm. And so, I think that's where I was at floating around and after high school, I was like, oh, man, they've got a, they've got a brand new car. They've got an apartment. They've got, they've got this kid, they've got a new dog, like they've got everything and I don't even know where I want to be. Mm. And so it's like, I kept trying to like pulling out straws and trying to like figure out, oh, this will make me happy. That'll make me happy. But it was like fake happy. Sure. It was like this, I don't know, this, uh, um, it was more so. It was trying to fill a void that you didn't know how to fill. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, and then in that moment with, on that phone call, when I, when I thought about PT in that two seconds of like where I want to be in the future, that I didn't see regret. I, ne I never saw it. I didn't see myself regretting making that choice. Okay. And that's, that, that's what just what sparked it. It was, I think it was, if I didn't go through all that, all that the entire period of me being lost, I wouldn't appreciate where I am. A hundred percent. And I truly believe that God does that in people's lives. He, he gives you experiences that other people aren't going to have um, to specifically teach you something. You know what I mean? Not everyone's going to go through the four years of school to actually finding the career. Some people know straight away, I'm just going to go be an electrician. That's what I want yeah, to do. Yeah. I love it. But for some others, um, it takes a while. And God does Thanks, that yeah. to teach us something. I guarantee if you could take it back there, you probably would still go through all that just to learn 100%. the patience, learn the rejection, learn what yeah. it to try and try again. Um, because that's a big thing in the PT world is failing. You have to fail. 100%. Um, even as the trainee, like you being the PT, me training, I've got to fail that rep. 110%. So next but time when I come for it, I'm going to be doing everything I can to hit it. Um, I always um, I always get asked like, if you were to go back in time and change something, hmm. like back in like before I chose to become an engineer, back in high school, back in like all that like 2011, 2012, would you tell yourself go become a PT? 
And I always tell them, no, if I had a chance to get back in time to talk to myself, I wouldn't. What would you say? Well, I, if, if I had to, if I was forced to go back in time, <laughs> um, um, also back on the back in, back in time, um, we're going to have a talk with um, your mate, Stat, Back to the Future. Bro, you're telling me. I saw the back and forth between you two on uh, Instagram and I was just sitting there was, like, like with a kid with popcorn. With popcorn? Bro. Yeah, yeah. I was loving it. I was the bigger man. I let it go first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I gave it to him. I gave it to him. Um, but uh, we've got some, some things to discuss. I can't wait to meet the, the, bro, the big fella. I, I, I'm with you, bro. I've got a Back to the Future poster right here, so I'm with you 100%. Oh, mate, I see the Star Wars poster. That's yeah, right sick. There, oh, so jealous. <laughs> Last Hope? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Ooh, New that's Hope, bro. New Hope. Go. Oh, so good. I love yeah, it. so if you could go back and if, talk to yourself, what would the, the message be? What would you be saying oh, to him? I would tell myself... I, I would honestly just say you need to choose what you want to do. Don't listen. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't sit there and listen to people saying, I want to go to uni. I want to be this. I want to be that. Cause then that kind of like that plants a seed in your head saying that, mm. Oh, the only way to be, to be successful is to follow everyone else. Yeah. The only way to be happy is to, do what they're doing and like i guess in a way that if you end up following everyone's uh, everyone else's plans then where is there room for you to be happy yeah 100 percent. well then let me ask i dead set didn't think we we're going to go down this pathway when we started this thing yeah for sure but what do you think brings happiness what is it in a person's life that they need to be happy um, I would say purpose. I, I know that purpose, the word purpose is very broad in general. Um, yeah, essentially it is, it's super vague because it's, it's, it's so subjective. Um, but if you're able to find some sort of purpose in say, what is your purpose in your family life, in your friendship circles, in your relationships, in your work life, then that kind of comes together and creates your purpose for your own life. And so if you know where you stand with each of those topics or those um, aspects of life, then I think you would feel fulfilled. And I think you would feel as if you are accomplishing things. So you don't need to be the richest guy in the world. You don't need to be the smartest person in the world. But if you feel fulfilled with your purpose, then you, I guess in a sense, essentially you're happy. It's a very interesting perspective, bro, because it's completely different to what I think. And I, yeah. I love that you've, you've sort of worded that so properly um, because I think that's how a lot of people um, end up moving their lives is they're trying to find that purpose. And I think yeah. a life without purpose is a life wasted. For 100%. Sure. 100%. I'm, I'm more than just a pretty face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> deep, bro. We're getting deep. 100%. Here we go. But... From what I believe and how I've um, seen life and through li reading the Bible and just growing up as a Christian, I found that purpose can still leave a void because sometimes 
we find a purpose that lasts five years or yeah. we find a purpose that won't last forever. I think mm -hmm. that that void you were talking about trying to fill it with something, I think we all attempt to do that at some point. Oh, we, 100%. we all try to do it with either a job, a relationship, thing. Oh, like a hobby. Yeah. Hobbies, like everyone's trying to fill that void but then i think there comes a point in a person's life where they look back at the five years they look back at the 10 years or they even look back at that day when their head's on their pillow and they realize that void is still not filled mm. i mean there's that famous um saying about the richest man on earth 20 years ago said they asked him they go are you happy yeah he goes no they go what mm. will it take to be happy he goes i just need that little bit more yeah and it's interesting to note that because i personally believe the one thing that does fill that void is um the salvation of jesus christ mm. i think that every single one of us is looking for a relationship that lasts forever and i think that that relationship is a relationship with jesus christ you not being a christian and you looking at life another way what are your thoughts on that seeing that from a christian's perspective I will always respect anyone who, um, who is so knee deep in their religion. Um, I think we all need something to, I guess, look towards or have faith in. And um, I think coming from my perspective, I've, I'm a bit, what's the word? I, I like to... Again, I'm very practical, so yeah. I'm very hard on myself at the same time. So my ideology has always been, well, has always been like our potential is always limited by what we believe in ourselves. Okay. So in that sense, your faith in yourself will limit your potential to how far you can go in life. Interesting. Okay. So that that's my perspective on how I approach my life. It's the more you believe in yourself, the more faith you have in yourself, the more you can execute things that you never knew you could. So like, for example, you, like the faith you have in yourself to start these podcasts and to start these talks and have these chats with people could only ever start with your own faith in yourself. And so your potential is going to skyrocket because you have all of this support and you have all of this self-belief. That, that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And then so that goes the same with anyone who I train. It's self-belief um, will always create a, a higher ceiling for your potential. So my, my, my business, or I don't know if anyone knows this, but um, my business is called BDL Fitness, or the BDL stands for Breaking Down Limits. Mm -hmm. And I want to be breaking down limits not just in fitness, but in life. Okay. Because I strongly believe that fitness only encapsulates maybe... 30% of your life. Mm -hmm. The other 70% is up for grabs. Okay. It's literally in anyone's hands, but by understanding that breaking down your own limits, that 70% then becomes accountable for you. You, you then it, all that, all that pressure is all that um, potential is now in your own hands. So I try and train people to take control of their life because no one else should ever have to leave. And so in saying that, how I break down limits and how I do that is you, I want to teach clients and teach people in general that your, your purpose is directly derived from how much you believe in yourself. Interesting.
That's a that's a very cool way of looking at it. It's interesting for sure, and it's why I find it so interesting is because it's so different. Yeah, yeah. It's so different. Like I, I always tell people this. Anytime I tell someone like I've I've hung out with you, I say I've never met a person who's so um, respectfully disagreeing with me. You know <laughs> oh wow, saying? yeah. <laughs> like you and I have two completely different life views. Hundred percent. And we, I remember that conversation we had at the cafe that morning. Mm-hmm. We disagreed for an hour and a half. Yeah. And then the other half hour, we're talking about stuff we agreed with. But for an hour and a half, we disagreed. But at the end of it, we're just sort of like, that's just how we both see things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is, which is, I think it's, it's like two sides of the same coin. Yeah. It's one opinion can't exist without the other. Mm -hmm. But also, like, you also need to understand the other side of the coin. That's right. If you if you're stuck in your own little bubble, then you'll never accept things for the way they are you yeah, want that, to... fish, that fishbowl sort of lifestyle is yeah exactly exactly so you brought up bdl and i wanted to talk yeah. about this because bdl's always interested me i'm a client of bdl i'm a fan of bdl talk Let's to go. me about bdl bro how did that come to be what was the idea how do you oh, live with it jesus what what what, what started it so i created bdl fitness during my six months becoming a trainer and the idea actually sparked up when I was washing the dishes with my sister in okay. after dinner. Um, and I was like, what's a good name for like a, like a business? And uh, she's like, why don't you just use your name? I'm like, I can't really call it Bally Fitness because that sounds really cliche and really, you know, that doesn't sound any good. Um, and uh, no offense, but you block out a whole market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so imagine if I used my name, that would have been... Um, so she's like, "Want you to do do one better? Use your initials." So my initials is actually BDL. So my full name is Bad Dinley. Okay. Um, and so she's like, "Why don't you just make an acronym?" I'm like, "All right." So then I was brainstorming and trying to like come up with a few things, and I was like, "Oh, so I, nothing came to my head." And then, as I was washing the dishes with her, I just said out loud, "Breaking down limits." And then she, she looked at me, I'm like, we're both like, that kind of works. That kind of works. So then, yeah, then um, we, I sat down with my other sister who helped me design the logo. So it's, a, it's an arrow facing down in the form of a triangle. Um, but it's hard to tell, but once you break down that symbol again, it's actually BDL put together. Okay. So um, I'll send you the video so you can, you can have a look at it. 100%. percent chuck that up on here, guys, as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so essentially, without the BDL, you're looking at BDL. Okay. With the BDL, you're just, you're just basically looking at it twice. That's awesome. But with an arrow pointing down, it's just emphasis on that down, that breaking down limit part. Um, but yeah, so it's my initials, but also a way of life. So it's, everyone's walking around with, Bad and Lee, but it's also breaking down limits. So, so where's where's BDL currently based? Where are you currently working? Like we just oh, said, you're no longer at UFC Bankstown. Yeah, yeah. Where are you at now? Yeah, so after UFC Bankstown, I ventured to Marrickville, which is okay. like the opposite end of Bankstown. It's like a good 20 minutes away. Um, and I actually ended up at a place called Fitness Playground. I uh, was there for about a year until I decided to leave and try and like grow and develop. 
And then I found a, a, a gym called You Personal Training, uh, UPT for short, um, which kind of rolls off the tongue like BDL. So like BDL at UPT, kind of, just kind of rolls. Um, just, I think it, I think again, that was a big sign from the big man upstairs. You like, acronyms, it. Eh? it is, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm with, I'm with a, a gym called You Personal Training um, based in Maracle. We're currently working outdoors uh, at parks, like with every, like with every other trainer at the moment that has to work outdoors. But we have a little private um, personal training studio type of thing. Um, it's pretty massive. Um, once lockdown's over, you're coming over, you, you're having a look at it. Uh, we'll do another one of these. Um, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk about more how we disagree on things. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, I'm with you personally at the moment. And I think for the first time in a long time, it, it feels right. Hmm. It, everyone here has that same mindset that I like to project on my clients. It's, I like to break down the limits, not just in fitness, but in life. And by doing that, I focus solely on the, the client and you personal training is all about you. And so we as trainers, we spend every waking moment we can to try and find the best version of you without sounding too much of a cliche. Um, but I think the fact that we're so focused on you and trying to make the perfect version of you, I think that resonates with a lot of people because they've, it's, with too many commercial gyms out there, you feel as though you're a number yeah. or you feel as though you're just another person paying to use a dumbbell or paying to you know, swipe your card to get in or whatnot. Or you're basically paying $30 a week to look in the mirror and then walk back out, <laughs> you know? Well, um, even do that just sit at home with the tag on your key ring. Yeah, 100%. Um, shout out to Anytime Fitness. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so new personal training is just basically about the client and trying to find the best version of themselves. We, we do it once, we do it right, and you don't have to do it again. Hmm. And that, that's our entire um, ideology. Um, so that's why it resonates with me a lot. It's, again, it's a, if you want to change your life for the better, change it once, do it right, don't ever do it again. So that's what interests me about the whole PT world, okay, is yeah. that you guys all pretty much, a lot of you, not all of you, a lot of you have the same sort of philosophy is let's build up people, let's make them the best versions of themselves they can yep. be. Um, but in saying that, I'm always very weary when someone says to me, hey, what do you think about me becoming a PT? Yeah. Because it's a very different sort of industry. It's a very different lifestyle. Yeah. Agree or disagree with me. Um, it's very different in that the PT really has to put in the work. Like if you want to be a successful PT, you need to put in the work. I, I see it time and time again. PTs go on for about five to 10 years and then they find a different career path and they go down that. Yeah. And what does a person need if they want to become a PT to stick with it and be that as their career for the long haul? What do they need in their, their mindset, their personal life, their work ethic? What is it? I think... Well, it, it's tough because everyone has a different idea of what a PT is. Yep. Um, your PT is either 
like you have the PTs who are best friends with their clients. You have PTs who are really strict with their clients. You have PTs who just don't care about their clients. Um, but then you also have PTs who, you know, do their job and that's it. There's nothing outside of their job. PT for me has always been a 24 seven job. And I think if anyone who wants to get into the industry, I think you need to realize that it's, it's a 24 seven job. It's, it's, it, it demands a lot. And a lot of people who go into PT or the fitness industry, they are trying to escape that nine to five job because yeah. they don't like that anymore. They don't want that. But then they don't realize that that nine to five job you're giving up is for a 24 seven job. Okay. So, so it's like, they, they don't really put that into it, in, into um, their decision-making because they don't know. And so I think before you even attempt to become a trainer, I, I think you should probably again, do your homework. <laughs> um, ask your trainers around you, um, see what they feel, see what they, how they started and um, what hurdles they had to go over to get where they are. Um, I would, I mean, obviously I would love to see more trainers in the industry. The industry is like saturated with trainers for the first like few months. So, but then the drop off rate is really high. Yeah. And that comes down to what you mentioned before. It's people don't understand the accountability or people don't understand the behind the scenes or like how much work you have to do outside of your session. Um, Like I could, like you could train with the trainer for an hour and, but you don't realize that they've done three hours of programming for you. And, but you're only paying for the hour or they've done six months worth of work for you, but they only get paid for a fraction of it. And coming into the industry, a lot of trainers will leave because they don't understand that there are hours that you don't get paid for, or there are hours that you just, you, you, you just don't get a credit for. And that, that's something that turns a lot of trainers off, actually, from my, from my, um, from my experience. So hard work, man. It really is. It's a lot, yeah. of, ba- it's a lot of background work. It, yeah, it's a lot of um, uh, admin work, and it's sort of like um, setting up your systems. Um, but it's, it's also like, like... It's a lot sorry? like teaching. Yeah, that's you actually... Put in, you put in a lot of prep, and then 40 minutes of teaching. Yeah. And then, and then like... It, like going back to like I'm I'm I guess I am a teacher. I'm not really a like, school teacher, but You're sometimes a I'm type of teacher. But sometimes like a session doesn't go according to the plan. Yeah. Sometimes like like for example, like a client might injure themselves within the within the in the program, right? Like like break a leg on Everest or something like that. Yeah, I heard about someone like that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, yeah. Um, I hope that bloke's okay. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah, um, but yeah, so things don't go according to plan and that kind of put a, sp- a spanner in the works. And then as a trainer, you're like, oh man, now I'm like, we missed that session and then everything's kind of like falling apart. Mm-hmm. And then I think it takes a, a, a good trainer to understand that things happen and you can't account for maybe 20% of what's going to happen, but you can do your best with the 80% that you have to have plans in place to make sure things can still stay on track for that client. Yeah, so like if that person who broke their leg, um, so now with the program being hindered, you can then change it into a more of a rehab program 
and then come back to their strength program. Um, and so then it's, that's what happens a lot. And a lot of people who come to the industry, they don't know how to deal with, um, yeah, just unexpected events. And then it kind of like freaks them out. Yeah. Well, mate, I could honestly talk to you for another hour, believe it or not, we've gone, we've gone for an hour. No way. Yeah, bro. This was a great, great session. Great chat. Amazing. Um, Ladies and gents, make sure you find Bao online. Bao, how can they find you? Where are you? What's going on? Uh, Instagram, BDL Fitness. Or if you want to add me as a friend on Facebook, because I could use more friends because I'm lonely. No, I'm... <laughs> um, uh, Bao Lee. Or find my, my, um, my BDL Fitness page on Facebook as well. Um, but yeah, I'll be on there. Um, give, me, give me a follow. I'll, I'll follow you back if, if, I, if I want to. No, I will. I'm going to hold you to that. Um, guys, also check out it's you personal, uh, you personal training. Bow's shown me some stuff, they are awesome. I'm very excited to come check you guys out once lockdown finishes. And really quickly, before we go, bro, what's your one piece of advice training wise for people in lockdown right now? Oh, piece of training advice it's it's got to be, it has to be hands down. Don't just sit down all day start moving it's okay to go out for a walk here and there maybe divide go for two walks a day but you need to keep moving not just physically but mentally because right now if that if you're sitting down you're not mentally stimulated yeah so you need to switch on stay switched on do a puzzle read a book challenge yourself mentally and then your body will just adapt to it so you heard it ladies and gents put down that chocolate bar and go outside for a walk or bring the bar with you. <laughs> yeah, even better. Yeah. The type of PT I like. Bao, thank cool. you again so much for doing this. That's Ladies right, and boss. gents, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It helps yes. us out so much. Like the, like the video if you want to see more of this. Let us know who you want us to interview. Bao, make sure you follow him. Thanks for talking to me, my man. That's all right, mate. I'll catch you later.